Hello, Fangirl Nation. This is Tracy, joined by always by my co-host, Steph McCarroll. Hello, Steph. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited. We just had a very fun All-Star Weekend, and it was a great time to watch if you watched any part of it. And I think, um, you know, that obviously the All-Star Game was kind of the headline show, but there were so many good things about it with the three-point shot and of course the skills challenge and the slam dunk was all very fun it was it was definitely a very very fun weekend uh and now the all-star break is over uh everybody will be getting back to business uh in the next couple of days um and we're going to talk more about that but first we're going to talk about one of steph's and my favorite subjects uh that we've been talking about for years on this podcast and that is of course a uh, colin kaepernick uh, I'd actually, since we just talked about the all-star game, I know LeBron James was asked about Colin Kaepernick and Steph, I'm going to ask you to talk about that. But first, for those of you who do not know, Colin Kaepernick and Aaron and Eric Reed, not Aaron, so Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed um, settled with the NFL in their collusion case. So the NFL settled for an undisclosed amount of money, uh, which is obviously big news over the last few days. Um, I think it speaks to the fact I'm just going purely on speculation. To me, it speaks to the fact that there probably was quite a bit of evidence of collusion and that the NFL probably felt like the best thing to do was, in fact, to go ahead and settle this case. Um, but this brings up a lot of points that we've talked about in the past. Um, Steph, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about what LeBron James said when asked about Kaepernick, and then we will you know, continue that discussion. Well, we know that um, LeBron James, especially the weekend of the Super Bowl, he was sporting Colin Kaepernick's jersey, which actually um, was developed especially for him. It's a black jersey with the number seven, and it literally says, I stand with Cap. And mm -hmm. he was sporting that all around the Super Bowl. So he was asked about this at the All-Star Game, and he said, yeah, I, I do. I stand with Cap. He basically lost his job to bring up the issue for the first time in, you know, using his platform to bring up the racial injustice, the, you know, societal racism, especially dealing with police brutality. So he said, I, I continue to stand with Cap. I hope he got a lot of money. He, he felt like what he did was something that not a lot of players would do. And he, he went in and said, you know, the NBA is way further in this issue. We're allowed to say what we want to say. The NFL, he says, is, you know, so backwards that he had to be that person, but he's hoping that that will change things. Well, and that's a very interesting point that people have talked about a lot is that actually, um, historically, the NBA has actually had a much stricter policy on the anthem mm -hmm. and on making sure to stand for the national anthem. But at the end of the day, NBA players know that the NBA truly has their back and that the NBA is concerned about issues such as racial injustice and issues in different communities in this country. And they actually give back and really do good work. And so the players aren't concerned because they know the league has their back. That is not the feeling, as we know, and has been discussed multiple times now over the last few years in the NFL. So it is uh, very, it's very, very interesting. Now I saw uh, on TBS on the news, uh, a lower third that said Colin Kaepernick and ex-teammate settle with the NFL. Now that ex-teammate, as I mentioned earlier, is of course, Eric Reed, who is playing in the NFL. 
I just got an extension with the Panthers. Um, So we'll give that a a yay. Uh, One point, Eric Reed, which is great. Uh, Colin Kaepernick is not. I know Colin Kaepernick's agent said, of course, he continues to want to play. I'll be interested to see. I had felt like that, unfortunately, Colin Kaepernick probably wasn't going to have a job again in the NFL. And I've said, you know, many times on this podcast, just talking to people wherever that I understand that Colin Kaepernick would not be signed right now as a starting quarterback. You know, I understand that the last time we saw Colin Kaepernick play, though he himself had a statistically good season, he was on a two and 14 team. Um, and nobody, nobody on that team was playing great <laughs> that season. Right. And, but and- it, it was, you know, it was not the Colin Kaepernick that we saw in 2012, 2013, et cetera. But to tell me that he's not one of the top 64 quarterbacks, uh, or even if we were going to go beyond that, like a practice squad, uh, quarterbacks in the NFL, you know, is hard for me to wrap my head around. Uh, and it's hard for me to believe. So it's always been just shocking to me. And of course, to many people that he doesn't have, um, at least a backup job. So I know he wants to play. I think what will be interesting to see is now that the NFL has settled and that is behind them, is there a team out there that would be willing to sign him? You know, it's interesting. I I think you bring up a lot of good points. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely with you. I I can't imagine. And I guess this is here. here, This is my thought on that. I can't imagine him being lower than 64 quarterbacks that I've seen. And mm-hmm. like, they make my eyes bleed every time I watch them, you know, I mean, I could name them and the people that have actually been out of the league weren't very good in the first place. You know, Mark Sanchez, all, I mean, they've all gotten second, third, fourth chances. And everyone talks about, Oh, um, you know, this and that, and that's excuses after excuses. I just felt like he deserved a shot. So to be honest, I don't know how Colin Kaepernick would have performed in the NFL, but I wish that he would have given a, been given a shot. That, I think, was the crux of his collusion case, is that, hey, maybe I don't make it on a team. Maybe I get cut. Maybe I suck like everybody's saying, but give me a chance. And that is something that he was not given an opportunity. So to me, like, you know, with my legal background, I'm like, legally, that's a slam dunk. They didn't even give him an opportunity. So there's something there. They settled for a reason. And it's not necessarily like who's right or wrong. because You're never going to get that with the law. But what it does tell me you know, from my experience about working in this kind of situation, and I used to represent injured athletes, is that if you have someone like Eric Reed telling Malcolm Jenkins that he's a sellout for taking $90 million, that tells me that it was a lot more than $90 million. We don't know the amount, but it was significant enough where he felt that at least it didn't, you know, we're talking about years away and a potential career. You know, not everybody's Tom Brady, but we would have never known how much he would have made if given the chance. So, and, you know, there's then it brings up a lot of other issues. So, um, you know, I'm with LeBron on this. I hope he got a ton of money. I hope he got a truckload of money. And um, I hope he does it for, you know, what he wants to spend it on. And I do hope they actually give him a chance because I think it would actually settle the question. I think, it, you know, it would settle the question. And, you know, it's 
it's an interesting question. You know, at this point, he's now been out of the league for a couple of years. Um, he's gotten a little older. He is by no means old, just in football terms. Again, not everyone is Tom Brady. Not everyone is Drew Brees. Um, and with an athlete like Cap, you know, his his arm strength, his speed, it's got, you know, he's a different kind of quarterback. So, um, you know, in, in some ways it's, he almost, I don't know, it, it'll just be interesting to see if he does get a job, it will be interesting to see how he performs. Um, but in some ways, maybe it's better for him to have the question. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I mean, I, I want to see him get a chance. I want to see him get a chance. Right. I mean, this is a man who he did lead a team to a Super Bowl. He then was a tipped pass away from going back to another Super Bowl. I mean, there there are not a lot of quarterbacks in the league that have just those two credentials right there. Um, and he's an incredible athlete. I mean, he's he's so fast that it's hard for me to believe that a team wouldn't be able to utilize him in some fashion. Obviously, if you're going to keep a quarterback on your roster, you want that quarterback to be able to perform. If your starter goes down, you want to know that guy can come in and play quarterback. I think Colin Kaepernick can, but I also think he could be utilized. Um even as a backup, you know, in certain plays. So I don't know. And maybe that's my own, you know, naivete and the fact that I obviously am a big Colin Kaepernick fan. So I want to see him succeed and I want to see him get a chance, but um, you know, it it will be interesting to see what happens. I, I have, I now actually have, good thoughts that maybe just maybe he will start um, a training camp on a roster. Doesn't necessarily mean he'll make the team, but it, he may start a training camp on the roster. And, you know, like you said, you could name a lot of these quarterbacks. I could too. I There's no reason to be mean, so I'm not going to, but I think we've seen a lot of quarterback play where the thinking is you yeah. can't be serious. I mean, it certainly can't be worse. You're not going to give him <laughs> – you're not going to give him a chance. Um, so I think, you know, I think uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. And, you know, going back to last year with that Nike commercial, I think the Nike commercial did so much. And I think that that is part of the reason a little bit that this case settled. I mean, he, I think maybe the NFL, and again, this is total speculation, thought that maybe it would kind of just go away. Um, and it never did. And part of that is their own fault. They could have let it go away, but they did not, so to speak. Um, they kept, in some ways, bringing it to the forefront. But at the end of the day, like people support Colin Kaepernick and what he is fighting for. And what he's fighting for is a, a real problem. Obviously, there are a lot of amazing police officers in this country, and I would almost argue the majority of them are good, solid police officers. But there is an issue um, of systemic racism. There is an issue of perhaps police not being trained properly. And I understand, listen, I'm, if I'm out there and I have a gun and I think someone has a gun on me, it's obviously, these are very difficult situations, but there's clearly a problem in this country. And I commend him for using his platform and for risking it all to bring attention to that and to bring attention to that in the best way that he knew how. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, I think the message got lost somewhat um, because it became about the anthem and it really wasn't about the anthem. It was not about the military. And I think that got lost for a lot of people. Um, but he he's done something amazing. I mean, he will go down and be oh, remembered for something so much more than football. 
so oh, yeah. much bigger than football, so much more important than football. And that's incredible. And I think that Nike campaign really helped him. And I commend Nike for that. And I think, you know, I think we will see change because of what he's doing. And what a lot of people don't know is how much he does do in the community. I talk to people still. I know. Say, I'm sorry, what's that? Yeah, you're right. I mean, I know where you're going with this. They say that, um, well, why doesn't he give his money to them? And it's like, look, he, he gives so much. You don't even he know. Much. He has the Know Your Rights camps, and he is making sure kids have backpacks and books and school supplies. And he, I mean, he's doing a lot. And I still talk to people today, and I tell them that, and they're like, oh, I had no idea. And I think that's an important thing for people to realize. Like, he's literally put his money where his mouth is and his time and his energy and his resources. And I think that's just a very important thing to remember. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who would listen to this and just say, you guys just really like Colin Kaepernick and Mm -hmm. you're going to stand by everything he does. But then you know what? That's fine. But that's true. But I think he actually has really done good. And there's something I've always been a huge Kaepernick fan. And even a lot of it was what he did in the field, but a lot of it is what he did off the field. And he quietly, his entire career and his entire life has worked in various communities to make things better. Um, you know, there was Camp Taylor, uh, the mm-hmm. medically supervised camp for kids with uh, heart problems. There's just things he's been doing in the community, and he's really always done that. That's always been part of who he is. Um, and I just think that that's an important thing to, for people to know. Um, so there's that. So I just want to say that about that. Um, but now we are obviously several months away from training camp. We probably won't hear as much about this in the next few months. Now that the case is settled, Eric Green has been signed. Um, and I think if he, if he is going to start training camp on any you know roster with a chance, we probably won't know that until pretty much the start of training camp. I don't think anyone's signing him in the next few months, but it will be interesting to see what happens and, and how this plays out and just to follow his trajectory. As I said, he will be remembered for something much bigger than football and he will have done some incredible things in the world that are much bigger than football. And, you know, I will always commend him for that. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, I don't think it was necessarily um, the NFL just thinking that they could get away with it. I mean, they were clearly in the discovery process. They had fought tooth and nail. So a lot of people don't recognize that Cap had had filed this case over a year and some months ago. The judgment, which would be a summary judgment with the NFL um, arbitrator, was coming at the end of this month. They had done a lot of depositions. They had done a lot of discovery. What, to me, you know, that I find interesting is that at this point, the judge had now ordered NFL owners, uh, GMs, and some NFL execs to turn over their phones and their emails in this discovery. So apparently to get that kind of ruling means that you had something. So I don't Mm -hmm. think this was just an issue where NFL wanted Cap to go away. I think he had a very strong case. And, you know, the NFL will fight you too. I think think he must have had a very strong case for them to settle. Right. And the NFL will fight you tooth and nail. They've got, you know, money. They create their own money, literally. They have lawyers out of their ears. So 
they would have loved from a PR standpoint, they would have loved it if they could actually get a favorable ruling that they didn't do anything wrong. They would have loved that. And I think, the, and, and look at like the Tom Brady thing. They fought him tooth and nail over the dumbest thing because they felt that they were right. And if they're willing to do that for, you know, I mean, millions and millions of dollars to show that they're right, then mm-hmm. uh, I find it really suspect, really suspect that they had any, you know, any real argument here. So, and we know that this was definitely multi-millions. We know um, Kaepernick said it'd have to be a substantial amount of money. And he wasn't going to take like how the player coalitions took. They said, well, we'll contribute over the next, you know, 10 years, $90 million and we'll spend it to this. No, you don't get to do this NFL. I'm going to do it my way, not your way. So it was very different from how the players coalition, you know, that what they did and what Kaepernick and what Eric Reed did. And I think that's a difference and why they saw that as a sellout. Well, it will be interesting to see what happens next. Um, but I certainly am happy that it has gone this way for Cap because to me it feels like a win, as you you just said. Um, and now we'll see we'll see what happens next, um, you know, with with Colin Kaepernick. Um and if he ends up on a team, because that's really the next question. I feel like this question's been answered. There was probably collusion. We can't, we don't have it definitively, but we can speculate the chances are there were, or as you just said, we would not have gotten to this point. Um, they would not have settled. And uh, next step, we'll see, does Colin Kaepernick ever play again? But that, that question will not be answered for a while, as right. we are in February. Uh, I feel like that question will be answered in late July. Uh, and now, though, we turn our attention to the NBA. We've talked about the NBA and some of their policies in this pod. We talked about LeBron. Team LeBron won the All-Star game. Um, but now we move to the rest of the NBA season. As Steph mentioned last week, it is the All-Star break, but the season is, of course, more than half over, at least the regular season. Um, and it will be interesting to see what happens. Steph, I want you to talk a little bit about some of the playoff races going on um, and kind of what you see. Uh, and I know you are Warriors fangirl, so I probably know the answer to this, but is it inevitable? <laughs> Do the Warriors win the championship again? I feel like the Warriors are a little bit like the Patriots where, you know, earlier in the season they struggled, and I kept saying, guys, they're going to go to the Super Bowl and they're going to win. So just, like, prepare yourself for that now. <laughs> And now with the Warriors, they've had, I mean, I use the word struggle very loosely with the Warriors because struggle, I don't know that that's exactly the word I would use. They've had drama. They've had maybe more ups and downs than they're used to. But to me, it still seems an inevitability that they still win the championship. So there you go. With that, take it away. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of things going on with the Warriors. I won't lie. And there's, I think it's more or less like who's coming, you know, forward. Um. There's been a lot of issues with Kevin Durant this year. One of it is that he's just not been forthright. If he had told like the media, hey, I don't really want to answer questions about free agency, but I don't think Kevin Durant understands that when you sign one to one year contracts, like every year is a one year contract, you're gonna have to answer it. If you don't answer, if you don't sign those contracts, you don't have to answer it. So it's clear and I and I I'm at that that point that this will probably most likely, you know, 
be the last year for Kevin Durant. So I think that he wants to get that uh, championship out of it. I mean, why not? This is, you know, that'll be his third one. I think he's looking to get the MVP. Um, It was just interesting to see the dynamic kind of blew away the media last week. One was my friend, Ethan. I'm going to try to get Ethan Strauss to come on here to the podcast because he slammed him for writing about the probability of leaving, but which is his job to do. So we will see exactly what that is. But then there's also been some issues with earlier in the season with Draymond Green. And the type of basketball the Warriors play really means that you have to be kind of, you know, able to give away that ball. It's not about you. It's about the team. And moving the basketball and scoring is scoring and win the game. That is Warriors basketball. There's no egos. And I think for a long time, Katie was willing to do that. But he may have reached a time in his life that he wants to be the best. And he certainly has that potential. So I don't fault Kevin Durant for doing that. Um, But you know what? I think a lot of other teams are going to play off that. The dynamic with the Warriors they're going to definitely try to feed that. And um, to me, the big stories, definitely in the East, you have four teams there that are arguably, arguably like the top five teams, I would say, in the whole NBA. Mm-hmm. Four are now in the East. Four are in the East. And that does not include LeBron, LeBron. And everybody thought that he was going to go to the Lakers and have these young kids and, you know, create this super team. Well, it didn't work. It didn't happen. And well, so you know, they're not there. They're just not there yet. You know, this, I don't know that perhaps the team, you know, the younger players have not developed as quickly um, as everyone thought they would, but I think they're just not there yet. And as, as he is LeBron and I think he is the best, but he's only one man. And I think on other teams, even when he's carried the team, he's had other super, at least a other superstar or star or tremendously solid developed player to help him along. And I just think the Lakers are not there. So it doesn't really surprise me that there's a good chance they're not going to go to the playoffs. But do you think everybody looks at it as a a complete disappointment? I mean, I'm disappointed. I I was really hoping that LA would actually do something this year because I love the Bay Area LA rivalry. I mean, beat LA is like something that just comes right off of our tongue. So I feel like the NBA will always be better when the Lakers are good. They're that storied of a franchise. I was disappointed, but at the same time, like I can totally see um, why it has happened. I mean, some, there were, there was a lot of like, you know, one of the things about LeBron is, you know, people are saying, you know, he was back from his injury and then he stopped for load management. And everybody cracks up about that. But basically it means that they're letting him rest and he only played one game in 40. So he's letting these kids kind of flail on their own. And mm-hmm. we don't know exactly the reasons, but that came right after the, you know, 80 80- trade where he was willing to let them all go I can't oh, imagine I mean, they were all gonna go the team was basically gonna be LeBron and Anthony Davis when I saw the trade I was like then who's literally like so there'll be two people that play on this team they're giving like they're all going see you guys so that has to affect the dynamic I mean it has to it 
to. I mean, it's like, yeah, we're, we're really close now. Right. I mean, so, and then part of it, there's been other things that like, um, when he was on the Cavs, Kevin Love had to alternate his game for LeBron because LeBron, it does LeBron things. But that means you have to change your game around LeBron. So LeBron is going to play his game, but everyone else, you know, it depends if you're willing to go there. And some players can, and I think some players can't. And you've got all these young kids mm-hmm. who want to make their own name for themselves. So maybe it's not the best fit we all hoped it would be. Well, and I think it'll be interesting to see how it goes in year two. It does bring up an interesting question. Um, you look at LeBron, you look at Kobe Bryant. I They are two of the best to ever play. Maybe LeBron is the best to ever play. That is, you know, it, arguable. you could argue that. Know. We don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Maybe he's not the best. Maybe it is Jordan. But whatever. Nonetheless, let's say they're among the most of the best. I Kobe is better. Sorry. That's okay. Ivana will love me. Ivana will love me. Lakers Lakers will love you for that because she does love herself, Kobe Bryant. Um, But, you know, when you look back at a Michael Jordan or a Magic Johnson, they made everyone around them better. And that, I think, is a big difference. And I'm not saying, because I also love LeBron, so I say this as someone who loves LeBron and is a big LeBron fan. I love LeBron. But I think, but I mean, and I'm a big, and again, kind of what we talked about with Kaepernick, I'm as much a LeBron fan for what he does off the court, for what he does on the court, because he's another one who does incredible, he's another athlete who does like incredible work in the community. Um, But, you know, Michael Jordan made everyone around him better. That, you know, Scottie Pippen, I'm sure Scottie Pippen would not like this. In fact, I know Scottie Pippen, but Scottie Pippen's not Scottie Pippen without Michael Jordan. Um, neither is your head coach. So and I, and I would also say, to, to be honest, I don't think uh, Michael Jordan would have been Michael Jordan without Scottie Pippen. You know, you need that Scottie. Yeah, you know? I think that's, that's probably true. But I think when you look at players, they make players around them better. I think Magic Johnson had that too. He made everyone around him better. Um, with LeBron, you're right. You do have to change LeBron style of game. I will be interested. My, I, for me, the jury is still out until year two of him with this. Yeah. I just think the one thing that I'm going to say, and, uh, this was kind of spoken about earlier, this during the all-star and everything was that, you know, Michael Jordan, even though he was older and, you know, we know he would fight for that ball to the end and he would, he would just go after it doesn't didn't matter even when he stopped um you know when he left the bulls and everything like that same with kobe kobe would always play defense he never stopped until he couldn't play anymore i think with lebron i mean you watch his game and yeah he's amazing yes he's an offensive flies around everywhere does everything but when it comes to defense it's just you know, everyone says, well, it's almost like he doesn't think that he needs to do that. Let the young kid run and chase after the ball because he's too old. I don't know. But I think that that's kind of turning off a lot of fans. Well, if that's a, that is an interesting that is interesting theory. I don't know. You know, I don't know if I think it's because he's too old. But I will also say, and I will readily admit this, I am not the NBA expert that you are. We're talking NFL. I'm your girl. We're talking NBA. I'm your girl, but I'm not your girl. So, so I think. Um, so I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to defer to you on this. Listen, I know what I know. I know what I don't, and I'm not as prolific. 
on the NBA as you are. So um, I'm going to go ahead and say that. Uh, Steph, this was a great pod. I loved talking our favorite subject, Colin Kaepernick with you. I know. I love talking to you. <laughs> um, and you guys, we will see you next week for another episode of Fangirl Talk. Everybody have a great week. And let us know your thoughts on Kaepernick and on the rest of the NBA season and on King James himself. All right. We will talk to everybody soon. Bye, Steph. Bye. Have a good day.